well, the hits just keep on a coming. I'm Rocket Ryan Brandt. And I'm Pat Jillick, a.k.a. PJ Spiller. Now, we've had former Rockets on before. We've had a recent Rocket on and tight end Drew Rossi. We've had coaches. We've had Brian Blair, the new athletic director. But we are honored tonight to have number 56, who was a one-man wrecking machine against Notre Dame with three tackles for losses, two sacks. He is the pride of Chicago, Terrence Taylor, number 56. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. So let's, first of all, find a a little bit about Terrence. Uh, You come from Chicago, Phillips Academy. Tell us a little bit about what got you into playing football in high school. And I think I've seen some interviews with you that said, you know, football has been your favorite sport since you were a little wee tot. And uh, talk a little bit about that. Well, uh, yeah, ever since I was young, I always was drawn to football. My mom, she didn't want me to play football at an early age, so I uh, started when I was 12. Not really young, but I was a younger guy. You know, usually people started like, you know, 10, 8, you know, pop one, peewee, all that type stuff. And so I first started playing uh, cornerback and safety. And that's because I was so fast at my, uh, I was so fast and I wasn't the size I was, you know, now. And so ever since I've been playing football, my main thing is hitting people and I love it. I love hitting people. I've been watching Lawrence Taylor highlights ever since I was, my dad told me he was his brother when I was younger. I believed it for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I've been the game of football is really, and you know, it's done a lot for me. It's gotten me, uh, you know, Chicago is a very, very crazy place at times. And, you know, when I was getting these offers from everywhere, I didn't know where I wanted to go. And Toledo, I thought it was, you know, it's a nice, solid place. You know, I thought it was like a, I thought it could be home different from Chicago because Chicago, there is a lot to do. And that's the main thing I wanted to, you know, just calm down and focus on football, try to win the championship, be the best player I can be. Yeah. So Toledo is still a decent sized town. It's a little bit, obviously a lot smaller than Chicago, but I can see where you, you would, you know, be able to be more in tune and more in focus with football here and your studies. And, uh, what was, what was it that attracted you most about the city or the, or the school? Was it the facilities? Was it the people? Was it the town? I think it was probably the culture. If I'm going to be honest, I heard about the culture from everyone, you know, Kareem Hunt's coming out, Michael Roberts, Trayvon Hester, you know, Deont- I'm hearing of Deontay Johnson. I'm hearing of a guy who's six six two corner, best in college football. You know, just a lot of a lot of guys. You know that were like that are in the leagues now. And so, and uh, I was I had every Mac school. I was had every like I had some Big Ten and like some lower you know Mount West type deals and. You know, Toledo, I just felt like they're they're a winning football team. They like to win, you know. And it didn't really matter about the conference. It, I felt like wherever I go, the game of football is natural to me. And, and I'm going to play as hard as I can, and I'm going to give it my all all the time. And uh, as far as it's gone, that, that seems to be the case. So. so in the intro, we mentioned the Notre Dame game. 
What did that mean to you going back to South Bend? I know it's not Chicago, but man, I tell you what, Notre Dame is basically Chicago's college team. And to go in there and, and have the great game that you did. Well, uh, man, that game was very exciting. For one, I had a my one of my ex-teammates, uh, Houston Griffith. He's, he's at Notre Dame. And uh, I got to see him. And the first thing going there was all the people. And I was always thinking, you know, when going into a big game, I try to not, like, think about how big of a game I'm trying to be, trying to get. I'm pretty much just trying to do everything right. And if I do everything right and aggressive, then the game will come to me. Because, and so with that game, I could tell the tackles were, uh, they couldn't handle my speed. And so. Uh, it got very easy at a certain point. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> there's, I mean, I, the thing is I had, like you said, two sacks, but I don't, I wouldn't consider that one of my, I mean, statistics wise, it was a good game, but I didn't miss a couple of sacks and a couple of TFLs, which was, you know, not like me. And so, uh, and that, that game right there, you know, everybody wanted to win that game. You know, it's a shame we lost that. I still, you know, in the back of my mind, think we won that. But so you mentioned your speed. Is that one of the reasons why you switched from defensive end to linebacker in college? I, I can stop the run as well as you know someone that's not as big as me. But my speed is also pretty well for someone my size. I can, I guess you can say, I can be versatile in certain situations when it comes to mm-hmm. deep. I can, I can play stand up. I can play outside. I can you know, do what needs to be done when it comes to the, you know, linebacker position. But the thing about outside linebacker is uh, my main thing is pass rush. You know, I've been working at that for a very long time. And, you know, I, I think I've been, you know, getting pretty good at it. And so we are trying to put myself in a position and use my speed against, you know, slower guys. And the, my whole mindset behind that is, Though I am smaller, I understand that. I, I'm a very strong guy for my size, and I'm a very fast guy. And the thing is, I try to, I'm going to outlast you. That's what I know. And so I go into every game with that mindset, play as hard as I can. So looking back, you mentioned that, that one of the biggest reasons was that you came to UT was the coaching. Uh, you came in under Coach Larry Black, and now you're working with Coach Kuligowski. Talk a little bit about that transition and what the differences are in their coaching and what effect they've had on you and your playing style. Coach Black was a very hands-on type coach. And he, he was a great coach, really great coach. And he's probably going to do great things at Vandy. And so he uh, really taught me how to use certain pass rush moves. Because my freshman year, we really didn't have a D-line coach. And I was just working off all running off the edge with no type of moves. And over the years, Coach Black helped me uh, achieve different moves like, you know, stabs, clubs, you know, dips, everything. You just need to be a, a good pass rusher, you know. And then Coach Cool, he brings a lot of wisdom and a lot of energy, you know. He brings – he has taught me that – you know, I can be creative with my game. You know, I, though, you know, though I have outside containment, 
if you can beat this guy inside all the time, hey, and you get the sack, you can do it. So that's Coach Cool's way. And I, I really do respect that way because, you know, it's, it's, he, um, I feel like he coaches based on the talent that he has, which I, I really find. So he kind of adapts to his players' needs. Exactly. It's a mark of a good, a really good coach. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, something that might be a touchy subject. Uh, we're going back to your sophomore year against Northern Illinois. You had a, uh, targeting call in that game and i'm not bringing this up to bring back any bad memories or any anything sour but we know you had a, a targeting call you were ejected from the game and you were suspended for a game the only reason i bring this up is because i'm wondering what that taught you as a man and as a player what what did that do to your playing style and what how did that change you i would say it changed me in phases just because for one, I, that's when I found out the internet is big, <laughs> you know? Yeah, of course. No, <laughs> Miles Garrett kind of saved me in a week. So I, I give <laughs> Right, right. I don't want to say that, but, you know, but, you know, when I did it, yeah, I wasn't, I, you know, I let you know when I did it, I did think he could get up. So I kind of just went for it. And, you know, I was, I was a young guy. I was only eight. Right. Um, I was, I just, just wanted to play and. You know, I made a mistake. You know, I called, even called them up, you know, apologized myself. Yeah, and which, which, which is a mark of a big man. Yeah. And the, the thing that made, I would say, <laughs> it kind of gave me a, um, everyone seemed to not like me for that year and not like Toledo for that year, which, you know, you could either take it two ways. You could take it like very negatively and say, oh, no one likes me, or you can kind of embrace the bad guy role. And that's kind of the route, you know, we took as a defense. You know, I I understood what I did was wrong. And I never, never meant to, you know, do that. But I, I at the time, I just thought that was a game of football. You know, now being an older player, almost, I'll be 22 in a couple, like two hours. So. Oh, <laughs> well, happy birthday. Thank you. So, this is our gift to you, have, l- allowing you to be with us. Oh, <laughs> I, I, we'll, we'll try to get something better for you next year. Oh, no. Thank you so much. This is great. <laughs> um, so you guys have started started camp already. And a uh, couple questions. You know, what, what's your, what are your dimensions coming in? What's, what's your height and weight? And uh, part two of that question, how's it going so far? Uh, right now, I'm 6'3", 225. You know, camp's kind of getting at the weight right now, but I'm trying to keep keep it up, trying to get into the 230 range while in season. And then uh, I've been doing pretty well, actually. Uh, pass rush has been, you know, looking pretty good, even though, you know, first first day with equipment is tomorrow. So that's when real things really start to set in. But as of right now, pass rush is looking good. Uh, spin moves, you know, everything technical is looking great. Body's feeling great. No more injuries because that was my main thing. That's always been my main thing. And so. Right. You're uh, ready to come back from last year. Obviously, you missed the last six games. Uh, what happened and uh, how did you do? What did you do to rehab it? Uh, so I tore my hamstring. And, oh. Uh, yeah. And uh, I did a lot to rehab. A lot of, you know, just stuff with the trainers in the training room 
you know, I did a lot of countless hours in, in a running tub, you know, all that stuff. Because at the end of the day, all I could think was, honestly, I, I can only get better. You know, that's because that's the only mindset you can have if you really want to get better. If you go with the mindset of you're having, like, I'm not going to be the same player, then you're probably not going to be the same player if you think that way. So missing those last uh, six games, did that give you provide you with any more inspiration coming into your senior season to get after it and and you know give a hundred and ten percent? If I'm going to use a cliche, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, before I got hurt, I was my stats were pretty good. I was leading leading the MAC in sacks. I was top ten in or top five in the nation for sacks. I was. I was top 10 in the nation for sacks, top five in the nation for defense or uh, tackles for losses. And then, you know, it was every, it was my dream season. You get the big game versus Notre Dame. You're going crazy. Next game you get, you know, and I got hurt because I was doing a lot of random stuff, just trying to try things. And I shouldn't have done that. Well, so it's a lesson learned. I mean, it it only brings things more into focus for you this year. And so, it's a, it's a learning opportunity, so that that's always a good thing. Um, so looking at this season uh, coming in, you and Jamal are back. You know, two of the two of the stars on defense lost a couple people on the back end of the defense, but I think I think overall you guys are rated as one of the top the top defense in the MAC. Um, tell us a little bit about your goals for this season as a as a person and as a team. Uh, well, first off. As a team, as a team, we want to be ranked. We want to be ranked at least top five in the nation on defense. And this is just for defensive wise. We we're trying to get the most sacks in the nation. We want everything. If all of us are healthy, we know we can be the best defense in the nation. It's it's been proven. We're gonna play Ohio State, and we're gonna prove that. And we we can't wait. Uh, for my personal, you know, it used to be. I, I want to get as many sacks as I can. I've told my coach, how many sacks do you need to win the high? Because <laughs> there you go. I, I believe I could get two sacks a game if you know, I stay healthy, stay healthy and, um, <clears throat> you know, and everything, everything goes right. So, but for, for my goal of the season, you know, pretty much stay healthy and stay focused because it's my last year. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, focus too much on what's next if I have a great year. You know, right now I need to focus on you know, what's happening now. Okay. Sounds like a perfect answer. Now, we had, as we mentioned, we had Coach Kuan not too long ago, and we mentioned him earlier, uh, talking about what he means to you as a, as a coach. But, you know, you look at all the places he's been. Does he share any of that experience with you, saying, hey, we did this at Alabama, we did this at Miami, we did this at Missouri? Uh, what kind of positive things can he is he done with the uh, with the defense on that aspect? Uh, but one thing is, if a guy coached at Bama, he's got to know something. So, mm-hmm. so you know, Coach Cool, he tells us stories about all these great Bama, Mizzou's, you know, just crazy players. Even when he played at Toledo, he'll tell us, you know, just stories about how guys that, like, didn't have the qualities of what everyone wanted. You know, smaller guys just had a tougher heart would be his best players. 
And so he he really feeds that energy into us well. And that's the one thing I love about Coach Cool. And I, I think he's a great asset to this team. Now, from your perspective as a, a current player, how has the recent NIL ruling changed football so far, positive or negative? And and maybe as overall and for you personally? I would say positive. I mean, there there are some players that, you know, can get caught up into it. But for the majority of, you know, regular, you know, majority of players, just get an extra piece of change to get some food and, you know, to help bills. You know, not that many people getting millions or millions. You know, we might, you know, get an extra couple of like 2000, you know, for some like merchandise or just, you know, going to a fair. Something, something to pay for a couple of books at least. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, I don't think, cause I, I do believe if, if you really want, a athlete to be at his best, he's going to need a, a decent amount of money, you know, just to fuel their body because it takes a lot. You need food, you need water, a lot of food, a lot of water, <laughs> and just to be the best athlete possible. And so I think it's pretty good. Nice, nice. So you've been around the program now for five years. You bet. Yeah. And, you know, the COVID year, it's kind of nice. Get a little extra playing time under your belt. So as a veteran, talk a little bit about, say, my nephew's coming onto campus and wants to play football for UT. Uh, What kind of wisdom would a six year senior be able to tell him uh, what to expect as a player and a student? I tell him this first first thing, work, hard work pays off. Point blank period, you know, the best players that's been here work. And the best players that are still playing are still working. And same with grades and same with same with football. You know, I came from a school that was ranked number two worst school in the country a couple of years ago. Wow. And school, the, you know, best thing for me. But I've always tried my hardest and I was never ineligible, but I was. You know, I've always been in spots where it's kind of scary, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's about, it's really about the amount of work you put in, you know, it, you, you do homework, you should at least get a C. So, <laughs> exactly. you know, just stay above, yeah. stay above sea level, just stay above sea level, you know, try to get some A's, try to get some B's, you know, just stay away from the D's and F, you know. And the football aspect is, as all the greats say, you got to be the best athlete on the field if you want to be, you know, a great player. You can't go into you can't go into a season, work halfway through all the winter workouts, summer workouts, and think you're going to have a blowout season. Like that's not going to happen. So what what is Terrence Taylor? What, what's he like to do on the, when he's in his downtime? Uh, what are some of your interests and hobbies and things like that? watch a lot of football and fish. I'm a big animal guy and I have a lot of fish tanks. I, you know, I just usually feed these fish and watch a lot of Lawrence Taylor videos. Try to get better because, you know, football is pretty much a job and I want to be better than, you know, I want to be one of the best one day. And so you got to, I, 
into that mindset. I mean, if you're if you're modeling self yourself after LT and his playing style, you can't go for a better uh, role model in football than that. Well, you're wearing his number, so <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. So you talk. You talked a little bit about your uh, your love for animals, and I, th- I think I saw an interview with you that said that you would love to own a pet shop or be a vet after after college mm-hmm. if, if the things in the NFL don't work out. Is that still the case? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, <laughs> I've seen uh, Vaughn really has a little chicken farm. And so, you know, <laughs> if, that, if the case comes down to that, you know, I would love to – you know, manage my own pet shop and have a little chicken farm on the side because that is turning into a lot of a lot of money company right now, actually. And just selling eggs would be kind of cool. <laughs> there Absolutely. you go. Let's move from poultry to uh, to seafood. So you, you like to uh, you like to fish. So compare Lake Michigan to Lake Erie. What's which one do you like better, and what's what's the fish differential there? Uh, Lake Michigan is. I mean, they're both pretty nasty waters, but I, <laughs> but the crazy thing is, I'm from Chicago. If you ask me, Lake Michigan is worse than Erie, but if you here, here they say it's a lot worse. So, you know, the fish here they do look kind of kind of like like the trout. I'm like, uh, we have Asian carps in like Lake Michigan. They probably have them here too, but they're like very bad. Lake Michigan. So yeah, I've heard that. So uh, obviously, you know, you, you love football. I mean, we've established that. Uh, you know, you're watching old Lawrence Taylor videos and everything. Um, what are some of your post collegiate plans? Obviously, the NFL would be a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my plan is to train after the season. Uh, you know, sign with an agent and get everything going with that. And uh, you know, after this season, I have pretty good film but you know i i've been getting hurt i don't have too much film i don't have a lot more film than other players so this season is really the mark for me to show if i can play in the nfl if that's how i think it. This, this, this is the season to make it happen exactly if we look back through your film we look back for through your your, your playing days there's got to be one or two moments that stick out for you personally as as your your high points or what what's what's your most memorable play or plays ball state i hate ball state <laughs> as, we all, do, as do we 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 all do <laughs> it was a a jet sweep uh justin hall had the ball and i went right through the middle and i was like i'm going to just hit whoever whoever comes near me i hit him it was like a six-yard loss. You know, they're backed up on the five-yard line. It's two minutes left. And I made I made a great play. And I'm just everyone's excited. And I'm excited. And then there's also the Notre Dame. You know, there's that's one thing. It, it, I would say that's also the most memorable because my dad was just so freaking crazy back then. He's going wild. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. But I mean, playing in that atmosphere too, it had to get you guys so hyped. Oh yeah. It couldn't even hear anything. Right. What's the biggest win since you've been at Toledo? What which one would you say stands out the most? BYU. That was a dandy. Uh, that was a that was a very that was a very strange game. Those guys were big. <laughs> we were just hitting them way harder. <laughs> 
Uh, I've heard rumors that they're dirty. I mean, you'd think these nice Mormon boys would come in and just be gentlemen, but I've heard a lot of rumors that they're not the uh, the cleanest players after the whistle. Oh no, no, they <laughs> they are some some big <laughs> some big mean guys. But hey, I got to play. You got the W, and that's what counts. <laughs> And of course, the quarterback, you know, he's, he's made some news recently. We won't get into that because this is a semi-family show. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, hey, you know, we really appreciate you coming on, Terrence. And, and we have the uh, Toledo Rockets school bus that, that parks out there in Lot 6. I don't know if you've walked by it, but uh, please stop by. Uh, Pat is our culinary expert. He can make a mean wing or a... I'm going to say ribeye, but that might be a little too expensive. Uh, maybe some pulled pork, and you know, yeah. I, I I can whip up some decent food. But yeah, if you're in the area and you see the bus, you're more than welcome to stop by and say hi, and, and we'd love to have you. But uh, we really do appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule, especially now in, in the heart of camp. We know how exhausted you got to be right now, but uh, it, it's been an honor to have you on. Oh, thank you so much. It was a uh great thing to actually do it you know talk about it absolutely let, let us be the first to say happy birthday number 56 all right thank you so much guys on behalf of our engineer producer kyle w smith i'm rocket ryan brandt and i am pj thriller Pagelic. thanks for joining us have a great night and day whenever you're listening to this everybody good day everyone